Hey everybody, this is Michelle Leffler from Living Moon Meditation, and you're listening to Jewish Magic Podcast, the show that blends ancient earth-based practices, Kabbalah, medieval rituals, amulets, and more for people who love magic, witchcraft, and Judaism. So we're starting winter with Tevet, which corresponds to Capricorn. Capricorn itself is an earth element, but if you remember, our seasons have elements themselves, and winter is characterized by fire within water. We have water in abundance, and we can see that with um, snow, ice, rain, and we need to infuse fire which we do have fire elements we have that with the candles of Hanukkah and we talked about Hanukkah in autumn because it comes at the end of Kislev but the last two days of Hanukkah are actually at the start of the month of Tibet so the the final days of Hanukkah actually fall within winter so we have those candles that fire there we also have the whole home and hearth aspect of winter so that you know brings in some fiery elements as well but the month of tibet the month of capricorn itself is an earth element and it's the first of the winter months so tibet specifically it is on the civil calendar which began at tishrei it is the fourth month but on the ecclesiastical calendar it is the 10th month so you will usually see it referred to as the 10th month of the calendar it generally falls within the gregorian months of december and january and the only actual holiday or holy day that falls within the month of tibet is the final two days of hanukkah we do have a fast day the 10th of Tevet also that falls within this month, obviously the 10th of Tevet being the 10th day of the month of Tevet. We are at the very beginning officially of the winter season. And again, our direction for winter is north. We are in the rainy half of the year still. The whole of autumn and winter fall within the rainy half of the year. We are speaking of the angel Gabriel and the divine face Gavura during the month of Tevet. Our planetary correspondence is Saturn, which we see with Capricorn, they go together. The color blue is representative of the month of Tevet. Um, We have the totem animal serpent, the stone being Tyanite. Now, when you're thinking of the stones that represent the tribes, we have the tribe Dan, which I'm going to talk about in a few moments. Um, If you're looking at the breastplate, Aaron's breastplate, and the 12 stones that represent the 12 tribes, you never see Kyanite listed as one of the stones. What you're going to see are names that we don't use anymore, generally speaking. So... The actual stone that you're gonna see listed for Dan is Leshem. Now we don't know what Leshem is, technically speaking. There are a lot of guesses 
as to what Leshem is. So I think that Kyanite represents Leshem, which is neat for me because I was born during the month of Tibet. I am a Capricorn son, and Kyanite is one of my favorite stones. So there you go. Now, the Hebrew letters that correspond to the month of Tibet, there are two. One corresponds to the astrological sign, and one corresponds to the planetary um, ruler. So, Ayan and Bet are our letters for the month of Tibet. And Ayan represents the evil eye or the good eye. It represents the eye. You can remember that, Ayan. I, um, and that corresponds to Capricorn. Now, the letter that corresponds to Saturn is Bet. I'm not going to talk a lot about Bet. I'm going to talk mainly about Ion today. And if you remember when we went through the three months of autumn, I only spoke generally about one letter, and that's the one that corresponds to the actual astrological sign. So I'm going to continue that here. So let's talk about iron for a few minutes. The letter iron means I, this thing right here that you see through. The month of Tibet is the month of the rectification and nullification of the evil eye. And we're going to see this because the sense that corresponds to the month of Tibet is anger. So with anger, you get the evil eye a lot. So we have to rectify the nature of the evil eye into the eyeing tove, the good eye. So the word tovet itself comes from tove, which means good, referring to tove ein or eyeing tove, the, the good eye, the goodly eye. The goodly eye is the source of power and blessing, and the evil eye corresponding to the snake, which we'll talk about more in a few moments um is an eye of casting hexes and curses whereas the goodly eye the eye tove is an eye of blessing so this rectification this correction the teshuva from the evil eye to the goodly eye begins actually at the beginning of Tibet, the first two days when we're gazing at the Hanukkah candles. And it's interesting that the letter Ein, the I, we're trying to correct the evil I, the final two days of Hanukkah are the ones that fall in the month of Tibet. Now, these are the days when we have the most candles in the Hanukkah. We finish up, it's the final two days, so we end Hanukkah and began the month of Tibet with the most light, the most brightness. So that helps us to take the evil inclination and turn it into the goodly eye. It's also fascinating that we start this month, which is considered the darkest month of the year, to be starting out with the most light from the Hanukkah candles. Okay, now we're going to talk about Capricorn which in Hebrew is Gedi, or the kid. Um, and this is where we're going to see Tibet really talked about as the 10th month, as opposed to the 4th month. Because most everything you're going to see is going to go by the ecclesiastical calendar, because 
we're told in Torah that the year begins in Nisan at spring. So from then until now, this is the 10th month. So the civil year again starts at Tishrei. So this would be the fourth month, but for ecclesiastical purposes and the keeping of the official calendar, this would be the 10th month. And our sages teach us that 10 is really appropriate for Capricorn because at the age of 10, when a person is 10 years old, they begin to jump like a goat, meaning that they're playful. At a younger age, it's all play and nothing else. At older ages, it's more grown up, less play. So 10 is a magical age where you're in between a child and an adult. And that alludes to the 10th month, meaning that the 10th month or Capricorn represents an in-between state between immaturity and maturity. Now the playful nature of jumping up and down like a goat like I said, reflects that stage in the growing up process. And we see this with the tribe of Dan because Dan represents that a lot. Immaturity is characterized by the evil eye while maturity is characterized by the good eye. And one must play or jump up and down like a kid in order to rectify and sweeten the anger latent in one's animal soul. So we see kid in two ways the goat of capricorn and a kid as in what we call a child so saturn saturn is a planet of destruction um saturn is a planet of anger and judgment saturn gets a bad rap um most people think of saturn as a cop as a judge somebody ruling out punishment but Saturn doesn't have to be seen that way Saturn does not does not find interest in our physical needs and so it destroys our physical bodies not literally but figuratively. So we see Capricorn in general is a sign governed by wanting to do more. This, you see stereotypically that Capricorns are all about work and making money. And that's because Capricorns feel like they don't have what they need to live that what they need has been taken from them. So moving on to talk about Dan for a few minutes. The tribe of Dan represents the initial state of immaturity in the soul that grows up during the month of Tibet. Dan means to judge, and we see that as a parallel to Saturn. Initially, Dan judges others harshly, critically. So we have the evil eye there. We have that 
you know, eyeing letter, evil eye, hexing, cursing, maybe not literally, maybe not intentionally, but, you know, we have that cure. We actually carry, if we're, if we carry talismans, if we use amulets and talismans, you'll see the evil eye being carried to ward off the evil eye. Like, I already have the evil eye. I don't need the evil eye, so go away, evil eye. So, yeah, you have that with Dan initially in judging others. Now, um, we have to grow up, Dan does. So, we see the spiritual immaturity with Dan and the judgy, judgy, evil eye thing. So Dan is compared to a snake who bites with the venom of anger. And the evil eye is the eye of the snake. So that's where you see that the totem animal for Dan or for the month of Tevet is a snake. And it doesn't have to be evil because we can turn an evil eye into an eye of blessing. So we don't have to necessarily look at a snake as evil. That's our first inclination when we think of a snake. But snakes also can represent wisdom. And we see that in many other cultures. Um, initially, in other cultures, they see the snake and recognize wisdom. So, And we can get that wisdom from an eye of blessing, an eye and toe. But we see... Um, judgy, judgy, evil eye. Dan is all about anger, right? So the sense of holy anger, righteous indignation, composed as compared to the evil eye kind of anger, hatred kind of anger. So again, anger, just like a snake, anger doesn't have to be bad. Anger can be good depending on what you do with it. Um, the sense of holy anger or righteous indignation is the ability of the soul to arouse one's good inclination to become angry at one's evil inclination. So instead of looking out with the eye, with the eye and judging others, which would be the evil eye, we need to turn the eye inward and judge ourselves, which would be the good eye. Positive anger expresses the deepest care and concern of the soul that reality become good. Though even to this anger, there is a certain element of immaturity because if we were completely mature, absolute maturity believes that everything happens for good and so we don't judge anything that happens because we see everything as being good and lastly i want to talk for a few minutes about the liver but the liver is the body part correspondent to the month of tibet jewish sages teach that the liver is angry the liver, the function of the liver is to purify the blood. So that is why we have a liver. That is what it does. So if all you ever did every day was clean up trash and something else, you'd probably be angry too. 
the liver corresponds to the primordial snake. Again, we see the totem animal. Um, Kabbalah teaches that the body, soul, and brain correspond to the heart, or uh, the body and soul are ruled by the brain, the heart, and the liver, which correspond to Adam, Eve, and the snake, respectively. So the brain would be Adam, the heart would be Eve, and the snake would be the liver. So we see that there, the snake, the liver, anger, blah, blah, blah. The snake represents the initial state of immaturity of the soul as characterized by the unrectified attribute of anger. The venom of the snake is hot, like the fire of anger, but when converted to good, the fire and the blood of the liver serve to warm the cold month of Tibet. All of it, as we see, goes together. You can't really separate any of it in what it's teaching us about the month of Tibet. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Jewish Magic. Want more Jewish magic? Be sure to sign up for my email list. The link for that, sources for today's episode, and anything else related to our topic can be found in the show notes. It's truly been my pleasure to talk to you today. If you liked this episode or you think it will be useful for someone else, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. 